minimalists. <laughs> Hello, patrons. Ryan, we have some very important patrons and also oh my goodness, some true fans here today. Yeah. This is Ask the Minimalists number 42. You can ask us anything. I can't believe we've been doing this for 42 years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, what questions do you have for us? Anastasia says, I would like to further declutter my wardrobe and jewelry items. However, because of the pandemic, I am working from home. And I've been uh, unable to wear certain types of clothing, jewelry, shoes that I would normally wear to work slash social events. Mm. For example, conferences. This has meant that doing the likes of the backwards hanger challenge or the 90-90 rule hasn't been appropriate to help me declutter. Great. So what is appropriate? Right. And what a wonderful question. So what is appropriate for you, Anastasia? And so the 90-90 rule sounds like it's appropriate but protracted. And right. so it might not be 90 days because of the pandemic. Maybe it's 90 years. <laughs> <laughs> Have I worn this in All the right. last 90 years? <laughs> will I wear it in the next 90 years? All right, I will start being serious. No, but you're right. Like she has to figure out what is appropriate for her mm. and set those boundaries. But you know, I wanted to ask you, Josh, is it appropriate to like maybe put certain types of simplifying or decluttering specifically what she's talking about on hold mm -hmm. until the pandemic kind of eases up. Well, I think we have a few rules for this that might help. So the 90-90 rule, which she mentioned, if you adjust it dramatically might help her. The one year, one year rule. Yeah. Have I, have I used, and so by the way, you can go back 90 days before the pandemic started mm. and then you can be honest about those items at least. Yeah, that's true. And so you can start somewhere. Right. And if the pandemic ended today, which it, for the most part, is easing up all over the world, then you're going to... I think what we're using now, the pandemic for, and I don't know that Anastasia is using this because she has a, a very deliberate question here, but a lot, I've, I've seen a lot of people use this pandemic as a excuse mm. for all kinds of things. Yeah, I've seen people use it as an excuse to declutter. Yep. And I've seen... People use it as an excuse to not declutter. Right. So two other rules I think are relevant here. We have something called the one in, ten out rule. Mm. It's based on the one in, one out policy that you see a lot of nightclubs and bars and military establishments have. They want to control the number of people in a building for fire code. What's up? I don't know. I really want to make a sex joke about the one in, one out rule. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. All right. So... Uh, <laughs> You have like a nightclub and maybe their capacity is 200 people. Of course, when they get to 200 people, then they let only one person in for every one person who leaves. Mm -hmm. We made it a little bit more dramatic because minimalism is about, it's not about not buying anything. Mm -hmm. We've already established that. Minimalism is about uh, bringing new things in deliberately, but also letting go intentionally. Mm -hmm. Or you can do both simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Hence the one in 10 out policy. Yeah. So as you're letting go, anytime you bring something new into your life, get rid of 10 items. And generally, if you do it in the same vicinity, I found that that helps. So if you have some sort of, you want to buy a new blender, okay, 10 kitchen items. <laughs> Not 10 blenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10 blenders are gone. Uh, no, and, and if you want to buy a new shirt, great. Ten pieces of clothing from your closet are yeah. gone. Now, obviously, this rule does not work in perpetuity, mm. but what it does is it kickstarts your uh, relationship with 
consumption and it changes the relationship in a way where you start looking at things as I, it's not an endless supply of bringing new things in. And it's also not just an endless letting go. It's like, it's a responsible consumption. Yeah. I have too much stuff. And so this is a great excuse for me to get rid of some of it with the one in 10 out rule. The other rule uh, from, by the way, these are all from the minimalist rule book, uh, minimalistscom slash rule book. If you want to download it for free, but um, the other rule, so we, t- we talked about the one in 10 out policy. Um, the 90-90. I, I like the approach. Just for win was the one I was going to talk about. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. I just like the 90-90 how, you, you know, just to reiterate, you can go 90 days before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then ask yourself, okay, if the pandemic didn't happen, mm-hmm. would I wear that in the next 90 days? And you know what? The answer, Anastasia? Mm-hmm. She might talk herself into like, well, you know what? This piece of jewelry that I bought the day before the pandemic hit, I I might wear that, you know, 90 days after the pandemic ends or whenever you can go back to your work life where you're, you know, where you're not working from home and you have to go out to these events. But let's say, you know, Anastasia, you tell yourself yes, but you end up not wearing it during those 90 days. Like, that's okay. Right. Yeah. Just, I think if you're constantly asking yourself the question, like that's what's important. And she's asking the question. So that's. And you're also talking about being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons that we hold on to so much clutter, not physical clutter, but also the sort of psychological clutter, Mm -hmm. is because we lie to ourselves. Mm. The just in case rule is a great example. The just in case is like, well, I'm holding on to so many things just in case. It's a lie. Yeah. Just in case is a lie. You're not lying to anyone else, you're only lying to yourself which yeah. is one of the most dangerous lies. Yeah. So the just for win rule is another one. So there are, it. just for win rule basically says, hey, there are a lot of things I'm holding on to just for when I might need them. You don't buy certain things, your toilet paper one square at a time. Yeah. You have a small stock, a small supply of these items and you have them for when you're going to use them. And so the end of her question actually says, Ryan, um, doesn't reflect my normal, and she put normal, in quotes, normal lifestyle. Normal's over. Right. And, and that's the thing. But let's say it wasn't. Yeah. Maybe it makes sense for normal to be over because normal wasn't working for you anyway. Do mm. you want to go back to not working for you anyway? Because yeah. that's all normal means. Normal means status quo. You're, you're here because you're discontented by the status quo. Yeah. So was I. Totally get it. So you don't want to go back to normal anyway. Yeah. So you're 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 looking for answers in the rear view but they're only on the horizon yeah you can tweet that podcast sean i think that she could be honest with the just for one stuff too like when i think about my just for one my snowboard Mm -hmm. for example i just went snowboarding two days ago it's been over a year since i snowboarded but i'm not gonna get rid of my snowboard Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna get rid of my snowboarding jacket and the overalls i i mean i knew that eventually Mm -hmm. i would get back on the hill mm-hmm. with my board, it was a just for when. Mm-hmm. Like that's a very honest thing that I can say. Yeah, and also that was a thing because you broke your back, and so there was a period of time mm. where you couldn't. You you were incapacitated, right? Sure. And then yeah, but now at this point, it fits in the ninety ninety rule for you. Yeah, that's true. And so you can always adjust the rule back once you're into your new abnormal. Yeah, and if anything, like that's really what I hope we could teach anyone from this is like, it's just, you know, it's how to adjust Mm. because Anastasia, the everything that's on your mind right now, do I keep, you know, the, the, the the dress, the jewelry, do I keep this? Do I keep that 10 years from now? 
you're not going to be worrying about any of those things. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's about adjusting for the circumstances. Kelly in has a question. I wonder if it's Kelly Nicodemus. It has to be. Do you really can't believe you just release my mom's information? I didn't like say that. it was your mom. I didn't even <laughs> say it was someone related to you. Sean, delete that. <laughs> Do you really only wear black clothes every day? If so, how many black jeans and black tees do you have in your closet? Now, Ryan, let me just rephrase this question here because you're either asking this from a judgmental perspective. I don't, I don't think she is. I don't think she is either, but let me just say some people do ask it that way. And what they're really saying is I could never do that. I could never do that. And if so, okay. Mm-hmm. As you say, like I, yeah. I I'm fine with that. However, if what you're saying is, oh, I'm actually intrigued by the fact that you can wear the same outfit every day. A uniform sounds like it would take a lot of stress off of my plate and mm. I, it would make my days my mornings just a bit easier not facing dis, de- decision fatigue at 7 a.m mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and if that's your question then um wonderful how many black jeans i have two pairs of black jeans i used to have one but i had to get a pair of him so i bought another pair so i'd have them to wear while the other pair was getting and so now i have two pairs yeah and um how many black t-shirts do I have? I don't know. I don't really, I don't count my items. It's mm. probably, I probably have 15, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Now, actually, I, I might even more than that because if you look at videos of me middle of last year, I'd gained quite a bit of weight because I was doing a lot of testosterone. Mm. Uh, Jordan, I don't know if you noticed that when you're doing the let's talk about being busy video. Uh, Beck sent it to me. She's like, you were on a lot of testosterone in this video. Like, mm. I was 20 pounds heavier probably oh, wow. and so i was wearing some larges for a while mm-hmm. I, I usually wear mediums and mm-hmm. so i i bought a handful of larges because the the mediums were not working for me anymore mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean i i do i wear black every day uh, yeah unless i'm going to a utah jazz game then i wear my utah jazz shirt how many of those do you have one minimalist <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which by the way can we acknowledge can we pause? As of this recording, the Utah Jazz are the best team in the NBA, and they have, so they have the best record. Mm-hmm. They have won 22 of their last 24 games, Ryan. That's incredible. It's I, I've never seen a team play basketball like this. It's, Dude, John Stockton's finally pulling through. They would destroy John Stockton's team. It wouldn't even be close. <laughs> Man, I think, uh, I don't know why, I just feel like, Lakers are going to do it again this yeah, year. Yeah, they probably will. I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for the Utah Jazz. Are but they in the same? Can they end up? They're in the same conference. They, they could play in the conference finals, but they couldn't play in the finals. No, in the no, they're both in the West. Yeah, okay. Jitka has a question for us. I've been struggling to minimize cosmetic products. Do mm. you or your partners have any tips on that, or could you recommend some good resources? Thank you, man. I just, you know, Mariah, when I first met her, she wore more makeup than she does now. It wasn't a lot. It was just like, but I would always compliment her when she didn't have makeup on. And I'm just like, you really are beautiful without the eyebrows and whatever else you're doing. Like, I mean, she does wear some makeup still. So my first piece of advice is, uh, well, I guess we're not doing advice anymore. (laughs) <laughs> from my own perspective, I would say, uh, just wear that face that God gave you, you mm-hmm. know, like focus on that. And maybe there's a couple things. And Mariah does wear 
some eyeliner. There's a couple of small things that she wears, but like, man, uh, the natural look personally is what I'm attracted to. Okay. This person Same. wants to have some makeup and maybe their partner is attracted to a more, you know, a little bit more makeup. That's fine. Um, I don't find out what looks best on you and like keep that. But like having a bunch of different colors, I guarantee you, let's say she's got 10 different eyeshadow colors. You know, she's probably using only one or two of those colors. Mm. So I don't know. What do you use the most? Like start, I would start with wearing less makeup and then focus on what do you wear the most? And you could probably work your way from there. Podcast, Sean, someone called into our podcast a few months ago and left a cosmetics tip. And, um, the the one that really stood out to me is she she was said she enjoyed wearing makeup and she was a minimalist and and so she would have one of every one of each thing mm. and it was like a a constraint obviously she wanted sometimes wanted more but having that constraint allowed her to have makeup she still wanted makeup yeah. and and it also kept her from having expired makeup because if you have expired makeup it, the bacteria can get in your eyes and start oh, to wow. you know you, you can have a lot of problems you could develop even eye size even i didn't realize makeup expired yeah and if it does it, you know the the additional bacteria whatever and so you have mm. to think about that as well yeah. we often i remember uh, my former spouse worked for a makeup company yes and she had a oh my God. dresser full of makeup it was insane i wonder if she still has that Probably. Yeah. Um, and, and so here's what I'll say. No judgment. Do you, but also I want you to understand something. And by the way, you wouldn't wear makeup if you understood that society has, if you truly understood that society has, hmm, what is the word that I want to use here, Ryan? Society has infected your brain. Has tricked you. Has, has set this expectation. Your society has told you you are supposed to wear makeup in order to look beautiful. Yeah. Nothing could be further from the truth. So here's the thing. If you want to wear makeup, that's fine. Realize you are complete without it. Mm. Emma has a question for us. How do you explain the ideas that you and others stand for under the label minimalism when people ask, what is all that minimalism stuff about? Or is all these books about just about getting rid of stuff? I sometimes find it hard to explain the wild wildness or the wideness of the philosophy. Okay. Well, wh- why do you need to explain, really? That's exactly what I was thinking. Wh- why do you feel so compelled to explain yourself, Emma? Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I literally had someone come up to me and they were like, how do you define your minimalism? I'm like, how do I define my minimalism? Uh-huh. I'm like, I reject that question. Yeah. Like it's, uh, minimalism is living a simple life and that is perspectival. Yeah. What am I, a dictionary? That's right. my response to right. that. And so here's the thing. I never had jumped up and said, hey, Ryan, here's what minimalism is. Follow me. I think when you, because we call ourselves the minimalists, yes. maybe that's why people are like, so wh- wh- what does minimalism mean to you? Sure. I mean, yeah. here, here's, here's the thing. If someone is uh, going back to the question earlier from Kelly, Emma, when people ask a question, there is the 
question and there's the implicit question. Mm. And if their question is, I'm genuinely interested, intrigued by this whole minimalism thing. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me more? I'm so, that's what Ryan came to me. He said, I mean, I'm genu I'm gen genuinely intrigued. Yeah. And there was a genuineness to that, a right. sincerity mm. to that. Mm -hmm. And so if they're coming to you and they're sincere, then yeah, minimalism is the thing that gets us past the things. Let's, let's explore what that means. Yeah. Well, why would we want to get past the things? By the way, all great questions are answered with questions, always. Mm. And so it's not about giving them answers. It's about giving them better questions so they can explore on their own. Yeah. However, the implicit question, if it is, huh, minimalism, what is that? That's just getting rid of your stuff? Right. You're not obligated to respond. Yeah, and at they're not all. looking for a deeper understanding. They're no. Yeah. Their their question is a it's a judgment disguised it, as a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's been retrofitted with a question mark. Yeah. As Kapil Gupta would say. Uh let's see here. Uh oh, and at the end of her question, Emma says, By the way, could you get Ricky Gervais on your podcast? Yeah, we'd like him and uh, Barack Obama and Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. And we'll see what we can do about Jefferson. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, I, I think R Ricky Gervais would be great on the podcast for yeah. sure. He would be wonderful. And by the way, he's done three conversations now with Sam Harris on Sam Harris's podcast. Oh, cool. Just like phone call conversations. They've been fascinating, especially uh, number two, the second one he had with him. I'll I have to check I, it out. Yeah, it was, it was solid. Nina says something. She says, I'm excited about minimizing different areas of my life, and I see all the ways I can focus on the essentials. I've simplified my home, my digital world, my relationships, et cetera, over the past three or four years, and I've found so much value in all of this. One problem I've had, however, is finding myself getting a little overwhelmed keeping up with everything. Hold on to those two words for me, Ryan, keeping up. Mm. I think I approach it as an activity more than a lifestyle choice or mentality. I'm wondering if you have any advice on comfortably adapting to the everyday lifestyle of minimalism rather than going through cycles of purging, then accumulating stuff all over again, repeat, repeat, repeat. Thank you guys for, yeah, thank you. Uh, Nina, can I read a quick essay? Just the beginning of that minimalism is not essay. Well, Ryan, you can start talking first. Oh, uh, the question kind of stresses me out. Ooh. Um, and it seems like Nina might be using minimalism as a mechanism. <sighs> I don't even know how to put this. Like it's it's like an it's like a mechanism that helps her get rid of things, so she can then give herself permission to go buy things. Then mm. she has to get rid of things, mm -hmm. so she can give herself permission to go buy things. Right. And it seems like a minimalism is part of this cycle uh -huh. that is a much deeper you know, a, there's a deeper truth there than how do I keep up with minimalism? Mm -hmm. You know, there's something more. So those two words, keeping up, really stood out to me because what's the most popular reality show of all time? Survivor. Keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Which is just a play on what? Keeping up with the Joneses. Mm -hmm. And so keeping up is what? It's reaching a destination. Yeah. Reaching a destination. Now, here's where... Uh, Nina is she keeps reaching that destination and then moves away from it and reaches the destination and she thinks the destination is minimalism but minimalism is not a destination mm. minimalism is merely a vehicle or the tool that gets you wherever you're going mm -hmm. and it gets you you know it, it's a luxury vehicle it's elegant it's beautiful mm. it's clutter free mm. 
but it's not where you're going. Right. You don't go out to your car, oh, I've arrived. No, 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 the car takes you there. Yeah. Now, by the way, the car isn't the only way to get there. There are plenty of other vehicles out there, right? Yeah. And so uh, the car simply takes you where you want to go, takes you to your destination. So don't think of the uh, of minimalism as, as the de- destination. But here is the... Mm. Um, here's the, the essay. Minimalism is not interested in what you have. You can buy the best bag, bookcase, boots, but none of that will fill the void. And minimalism is not concerned with what you don't have. Look, Ma, no things. Because owning nothing doesn't remove the void. Minimalism is not busy doing something. And that's the point I really want to get across here to Nina. The minimalism is not about doing. The doing happens from an understanding. Decluttering, organizing, and paring down don't work unless you first find peace in doing without. Mm. So doing without is not even a doing, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a slip of the English language there, but doing without doesn't require doing at all. Making peace with that is also not a doing. And minimalism is not focused on becoming something. Job titles and achievements merely generate a thirst for more. Instead, here's the payoff. A minimalist, a minimalist focuses on being, being someone who returns to the natural order, to the default state of thriving with less. This does not involve simplifying tips or how-to guides. It requires a deep understanding that you were born simple. Society, culture, and media have dragged you away from your culture and forced you to wear makeup and forced us to wear pants. Stupid, <laughs> stupid society. <laughs> <laughs> I'm freeing myself. It was like the free the nips uh, conversation, but mine would be like, I don't know, free the tip. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, mm. All right. Uh, that's our answer, Nina. Thank you. Emily says, ooh, it's a long one. We'll get back to that. Um, Q8ASAMI says, As a minimalist, have you ever dealt with public ridicule coming from close acquaintances? So two two separate questions there. Close acquaintances, ridiculing me publicly would very soon not be a close acquaintance. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I, I actually have – we have had that Mm -hmm. with with an acquaintance who – Is no longer a friend of ours. Right. And I – well, yeah. It's funny because I actually messaged them and I was like – well, they messaged me. They're like – how come the minimalist blocked me? And I'm like, well, Jess does social media. I was like, but if you were being egregious or flagrant, then we block freely. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, wait, we're friends. Like, why would you publicly approach me about something in that way mm-hmm. rather than having like an honest conversation about it Yeah, and trying to have an understanding? It just shows me that that friend didn't want to have an understanding. They wanted to crucify us. Mm. And yeah, if that happens, we were no longer friends. Amen. Martin says, should the, pandem- should the de- pandemic impact my decision to move on from a job that clashes with my values? So it, there's no should here, mm. but it can. Can the pandemic? Sure. I think quite often terrible life events like a pandemic or a death in the family, a divorce, mm-hmm. a cheating spouse, whatever, it provides the space for a realization. Yeah. And maybe this is, prov- if you're asking this question, maybe you've been provided the space for a realization. Mm. 
and in a future episode coming up on the Minimalist Private Podcast, Ryan and I did this whole thing about uh, the podcast episode is actually going to be called Synthetic Obstacles. Mm-hmm. Write that down, Sean. <laughs> Synthetic Obstacles. And because we talked about um, seriousness at the very end of it. We talked about seriousness versus unseriousness. And I won't spoil that conversation because Ryan and I really went deep in the conversation. But it sounds to me like maybe you're serious and now you finally have established an understanding. Mm. Yeah. So if you have that understanding and you're serious, then you will act. Monica says, what are your recipes for documenting and managing journals slash entries on your reflective thoughts, but in a simple and minimal way? See, I don't, I mean, I journal every once in a while, Uh but they mean nothing to me. So like, I don't sit, like, I think I have a journal. Um, so for me, this is like, it's an unfair question for me to even give an answer to because I would just throw it out because it wouldn't mean anything to me. So what she is saying though. I love your answer though. Your, your answer is, is because you're not talking about a how-to. Mm. You're not talking, well, it's the bullet journal that really is the simplest method and then I use the five points and I make sure I do it at 8.15 a.m. And right. Uh, oh, that's fine. But what you're saying is, oh, no, no, I journal regularly, but I don't, I'm not attached to it. And so when I'm done with it, it's mm. in the ether. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's all going to be in the ether anyway. Right. Now, I don't. I write every single day, but I never journal. Mm. I've tried it, mm. and I've realized it's not for me. And so what's the minimalist approach for that? If it doesn't add value to my life, I let it go. Mm. Stacy says, in the past year, was there a guess that you got to change your mind they got you got you to change your mind about something. Hmm. I mean, I've had some insights for sure. So I've I've come to new understandings, but as far as like a guest coming on and saying, Hey, you're looking at that wrong, try looking at it this way. I, I don't think I've ever had that. Have you ever had that happen? I've had we had a few guests. I think Nicole LaPera helped me understand a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh the one there's two that really stand out to me though like nicole lapera's whole episode she's i think she's an enlightened person Mm. and she'll be back on the podcast soon she's just a wonderful human being and but uh joanne cacciatore yeah she was good she helped me understand that like forgiveness isn't necessarily virtuous Mm. i'm still in favor of forgiveness it allows me to let go it helps me let go but it's not virtuous and it's not necessary and and also um i from what i got from that she didn't say this directly but it led to this thought of closure Mm. closure is overrated i wrote about this in love people use things because i took that joanne catchatory conversation and then had a a conversation with my friend annie back in dayton about closure and she was dealing with someone she wasn't getting the closure closure that she wanted from a previous relationship Mm. And I basically wrote about why closure is, is overrated because closure is not the magic pill. Mm. We just envision a clean break, but that's not how life really works. Sometimes things dissipate, people move in and out of your life, there are seasons. You don't have closure on winter. Right. It just sort of fades in the spring. Right. And spring fades in the, there's no closure on spring. You can't say today is the last day of spring. 
on the calendar it might be. Yeah. That's that's the closure. But it's not really because you're in Montana. It can snow on June first. You're like, but hey, I thought we had closure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's not that closure is bad, and if you want closure, fine. It's just that you don't need closure. I think, you know, that's why I like having guests on the podcast because they'll take something that I feel like I had an understanding with, and they will help me expound, have a deeper understanding with it. Yes. Yeah. The other one was Chris Kelly when he talked about parenting and how parents don't, the ancient parents never parented. Mm. And uh, I should talk about that as well on the synthetic obstacles episode, yeah. uh, expanded on that a bit. So stay tuned for that. That'll be out mid-March. One final question here for this episode, Ryan. Let's see if we can do it in less than a minute. Do you have any plans to tour in 2021 with a stop in Ohio? Ooh. O-H. I-O. <laughs> God, they got their butts kicked in football. Anyway. Uh, so... Uh, any plans for Ohio? I would love to come to Ohio. Yeah. I'd love to do an Ohio tour at some point. Just Because uh, there are, what, uh, six cities that you could tour in? Seven if you count really? Youngstown? No. Of course. So you got Dayton. So you the three big ones, Cincinnati, Columbus, Cleveland. Then you have Dayton, Toledo, Akron. Okay, fair enough. You could do Canton. You could do Youngstown. That's eight cities. Okay. We could do eight, eight bookstores. An Ohio tour. Canton. What, what, what am I missing? Steubenville? Warren. Piqua? Oh, yeah, we could do a Piqua stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, we could do Chiller Coffee, even oh, though it's yeah. small. But, um, oh, time's up. So, not yet. Stay tuned. TheMinimalists.com slash tour. We do have six stops planned right now. I can't tell you which six they are. None of them are in Ohio. Not yet. Yeah. But who knows what the future holds. That will be for Love People Use Things, yeah. which will be out in July. Speaking of that, Love People Use Things. We'll see you next month. Bye. The Minimalists. <laughs>